Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, September 22nd. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics. I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief for RCP. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Carl. I got to give a shout out to my 11-year-old. It's his birthday today, so... That's nice. Happy birthday, Christian. First day of autumn. That was a terrible summer, so I'm glad it's behind us. So, Carl... um, Lindsey Graham said last night they have the votes. Cory Gardner and Chuck Grassley apparently are on board for this. Uh, We still haven't heard from Mitt Romney, I believe. Um, But even if he comes out against, that would only make three, which would allow... You're talking about... uh, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You're talking about replacing Ruth Bader Bader Ginsburg. Correct. Yeah. Um, So it looks like this is going to happen, Carl. We are 40-something days away from the election. Um, what do you make of this? Does this mean, well, one thing, my first question is, does this mean Cory Gardner's given up on being reelected? Has he decided he doesn't really like the Senate? Carl, we don't have a lot of polling in that race. We had one, I think it was a a partisan poll that showed Hickenlooper up 10 points. But I think Cory Gardner needs a game change in that race. I mean, I think he's decided that, you know, the only way for him to win that race is to really have the base energized to come out and vote for him. And this is one way to do that. That's one theory, or he could lose by 20 instead of 10. Who knows, right? (laughs) Susan Collins is testing that theory in Maine, for sure. Yeah. So we'll find out. Well, I'm a little surprised. Grassley's the one that's a bit of a surprise, because when he was chairman of the judiciary, he would not have done this. So I think think what's going on, Tom, is that these Republicans feel so bruised by how Brett Kavanaugh was treated. I, I, I think that the media and the Democrats underestimate just how angry that made them. Well, and it certainly has injected even more intensity into this race, Carl. I think Democrats raised over $100 million just in the over the weekend after her passing. Um, and they are, you know, talking about putting up a fight, doing whatever they can do. Mostly, Carl, that consists of threatening to do things in the future, like packing the court, like admitting D.C. and Puerto Rico uh, to the union, uh, those sorts of things. I, I wonder whether, uh, you know, we need to burn it down or blow it, blow up the system, as, as seen as Don Lemon said last night. Is that a good, is that a good uh, tagline for 2020? Are voters going to be, you know, Democratic voters maybe, but are independent voters going to say, yes, that's where, that's what I think should happen? No, I, that's almost by definition, uh, that's not what independent voters want. You know, I've thought for years, that voters, there's a collective wisdom in the electorate and that they actually like divided government. I mean, you can't you can't do much with your individual ballot. You can't, you know, if you live in Illinois, as you do, you can't vote, you know, for Lisa Murkowski and, you know, Joe Biden. You, you can't do that. But I, there, there's sort of a, um, if I hurt a herd immunity, if you use that sort of <laughs> analogy, what people want is they don't want one party to, because the, as the two parties have, have veered, you know, the Republicans over the last 10 years went very far to the right. The, the Democrats have now, you know, in a much shorter time gone even further to the left. I don't think independent voters like that. I think it worries them. So I, I just, I don't know, but I don't know who this will help. You know, you have these, you have these candidates, you think this might help Cory Gardner. If my theory is right, yeah, it could help Cory Gardner. But I, I just think, you know, they never learn, they escalate. So why, why can why did they do away with the filibuster? You know, why did the protection against, you know, emotion and extremism? Because Harry Reid wanted to. Uh, and, and Mitch McConnell warned him, you're going to regret this and probably a lot sooner than you think. That prediction came true. 
now Mitch McConnell is doing things that the, Dem that the Democrats will throw in his face next year. So it's, it, you know, this constant escalation is worrisome to voters in the middle. Well, how much, you know, there was polling out suggesting that a majority of folks, uh, you know, think that <clears throat> this nomination should wait until after the president is uh, elected or reelected, as the case may be on November 3rd. But, uh, you know, how much do independent voters, I, I know the right cares a lot about this. I know the left cares a lot about this. But for voters in the middle, do they really, is this really going to, to motivate them or are they still going to be more focused on issues like the economy, healthcare, COVID, et cetera? Well, Look, coronavirus is blotting out the sun. That is the issue keep people care most about. How we're dealing with this pandemic. How do we get the America moving again? Uh, how do we simultaneously, you know, independent voters want to stop rioting and have social justice. They want both things. They're, they're, you know, people in the center are by definition more moderate and they see both sides of an issue. But so I don't think they'll be galvanized by this issue one way or the other. But, I, you know, I don't and I don't mean to appoint myself the spokesman for every centrist undecided voter in the country, <laughs> but it's pretty obvious that the common sense solution here is to wait till next year to, to appoint this woman. Here, it's Tuesday, we're talking politics all weekend. She'd been dead hours and we were talking about the politics. I was, on a personal note, Tom, I was in the Rose Garden um, when President Clinton introduced her and I didn't know much about her. We all had to find out about her life story. And we've all followed her in the meantime. And I, I in a in a in a country in a in a political system with a little more decency and civility, what we would have done is taken several days just to reflect on her contributions to the body politic and to jurisprudence and to feminism. And she was just she was a great person. And instead, it's all politics all the time. Uh, maybe that's blasphemy because well, we work for a site called Real Clear Politics. But you know, th this is and, and to and to try and rush through this, you know five weeks, six weeks for an election, I, I think it's problematic. I think most people who are not partisan people would say, yeah, let's wait till January. Well, listen, it, the politics of this are, are impossible to ignore as much as we might want to, but she is going to lie in repose in the Supreme Court. She is going to be the first woman ever to lie in state at the Capitol this week. And, and Trump has said that he's going to wait until those services are done before he makes his nomination. So in fairness, we will do. We will have time to celebrate her life and her legacy, and there has been already, obviously, some of that mixed in with the politics as well. So, but this fight is going to go on, Carl, and it looks like it's going to happen, uh, regardless of of you know what folks might think about it. It looks like it's going to happen, and there may even be a vote uh, prior to the election or perhaps after. Um, and it's we'll have to wait and see how it all works out. It's very injects a lot, of, as I said, intensity and uncertainty into an already intense and uncertain election. So, well, and Trump, and Trump is, the president has said he's going to, he's told groups at his rally, he's going to nominate a woman. Uh, that's not, that's not as, uh, you know, this would be the fifth woman on the court. So that's not as much as it was when Senator Day O'Connor was appointed by Reagan, not hardly. Um, the more interesting thing, will he, you know, there, every person on the court is Catholic or Jewish and went to an Ivy League law school. So will we get a state university justice this time? That's, I guess, the, that, that would be breaking ground today. Well, we will know uh, by the end of the week. All right, we will have to leave it there. Uh, I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief for RCP. And this has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020. Mm -hmm.